Stop doing things the way your grandfather did in your dental practice. This is how you can get your patients to come back for three generations. Excellent. <laughs> Welcome to the Marketing Chairside Podcast by Pro Impressions Marketing, where the team covers a variety of dental marketing ideas to help you attract more new patients in the quantity and quality you need to grow your practice. What are patients thinking? What do they value? We're going to get an inside perspective from a marketing expert working in a dental organization, but who's also been in the practice. And we're going to help you solve problems with your marketing right now. Charlotte Sturt, Creative Director at First Oral Care, joins us today to give us an internal perspective. You've been a hygienist at a dental office. Is that right, Charlotte? Yeah, I was actually at the same practice for 18 plus years um, and then spent a couple years before that, just kind of trying to find my, my uniform office to, to sit with for a while. And now you help dental offices grow their practices through kind of a variety of products and services that you help market. Is that right? Yeah. So I work for Burst Oral Care as a creative marketing uh, project manager. I run our YouTube channel. Um, I'm responsible for a lot of the corn brushing ads that you see on Facebook and Instagram. So I create a lot of the content. I kind of fact check to make sure that, you know, things are accurate and what a dental professional would would say, but also what the consumer would understand. And then, of course, I'm at the dental conferences helping practices understand the products that we uh, offer to our patients, friends, and family, and how they can get involved. And one of the things I definitely want to talk about today is your ambassador program. First, I want to just pick your brain a little bit, because I think one of the problems that dentists and frankly, dental marketers have as well sometimes is just making sure that our assumptions are correct. And you being on kind of both sides of the marketing piece, what do you think are some of the things that patients really value about either the dental experience or, or that they respond to in marketing? Yeah. So I, th I think for most people, uh, the general public does not find dentistry fun or entertaining or something that they want to get involved with. It's just kind of a necessary evil. Whereas we, we think it's just amazing and we, you know, we want to talk about it all the time. So just keeping that in mind and understanding that like, it can be a scary and confusing place, like trying to talk to the audience, like, not like they're being talked to, but like they're part of the conversation, I think is really important. Um, and the other part of it is you can have the best product. You can have the best services. You can do in-house crowns, same day delivery. Um, but patients expect you to be a dentist because that's what they're going to you for. But at the end of the day, when they leave, it's how they felt when they were there that brings them back. So as much as, you know, we like to talk about getting new patients all the time, I think it's even more valuable to bring in three generations of patients and have your own brand ambassador program within your community that's going to shout about how wonderful you are. Three generations of patients. Talk more about that. Cause that's, that's really, yeah. So, I mean, I was, I was in a practice where we, we literally had three generations of, of patients that would come in sometimes at the same time. It was a nice family practice and they told their friends and family about us because they felt heard and they felt like they had a valuable experience when they came in, you know, just kind of part of the family. So I didn't realize what a unicorn situation that was until I got out of it and really started looking at other practices around the country. Like there are a lot of really, really great dentists out there with a lot of great technology, 
but sometimes you don't you you don't feel great when you're there. You feel like you're just being worked on. And so I think I think us dental professionals need to get in the chair and kind of tap into our own emotions and then translate that into our marketing because people yeah. don't want to like I said they don't want to be talked to. They want to they want to understand who you are and the services that you offer, but also how they're going to feel when they get there. So how did you become someone who recognized that? I mean like in the chair, realize, was that just natural for you to listen to those patients or were those skills that you cultivated? I think it's a little of both. I was lucky to have an employer that was just a kind person. And he remembered without taking notes in a chart, paper chart, he just, he, he really listened to patients and he understood who was going on vacation, who got married. You know, he, he had a, a deep personal relationship with a lot of a lot of patients that um, we saw. So obviously having a mentor like that and having that kind of culture helped me develop my personality as a hygienist. Um, but also I'm a little bit of an empath, so it's kind of exhausting at times. But, um, you know, I spent more time and as hygienists typically do with their patients than, than on the other side of the office. Um, so I was just able to, to really spend some time getting to know these patients as well and what's important for them. So it was a little bit nature, a little bit nurture, yeah. you kind of had the, the abilities, but you emulated what doctor was doing. That's interesting because not all doctors are the same, but maybe they could emulate how that translated into marketing and how you bring that listening to marketing for burst. Yeah. And, and with marketing too, you, you want to tap into the emotional part of it because you've got, now it's down to about two seconds to get someone's attention. So, you know, obviously you want to talk about the features of a product, but more importantly, you want to talk about a benefit. So just like in, in my marketing for this product that we have, I'm talking about the life that you could have the healthier mouth, the benefits of using this product. Whereas at a dental practice, you would talk about the benefits of having a better aligned set of teeth you know, um, about having some of the old amalgam fillings, whatever the case may be. So you're talking about the benefit and how it's going to improve someone's life. That's really where the value comes into play because no one, you know, like I said before, you're a dentist, they expect you to do dentistry type stuff, but at the end of the day, how is it going to improve their life? Right. Right. And I think that dentists definitely trust their marketers usually to kind of bring that to life in their content, but it is tough because you, you're not like a unicorn, but you are definitely a rare breed because I've definitely come across other people that have started in office and then are doing other things. I myself never have worked in a dental office. I've worked with a lot of dental offices, but you know, it's, it's definitely, I, I can bring the patient perspective, but you coming from the other side, it's really interesting. And so now at Burst with these, products and services, how do you kind of parlay your office experience into how you market kind of, I wouldn't say on behalf of dental offices, but you're partnering with them on their marketing. And, yeah. and yeah. So, so just like we, we involve dental professionals to be ambassadors for Burst. And that means they have tried the products, they like them and they want to recommend them to their friends, family and patients. And so within a practice, it's a really nice way to do some in-house marketing. And I'll give you an example of, of what I saw for a long time with, let's say, electric toothbrushes, for instance, because that's a lot of what we sell. You know, I would say to 80-year-old Martha, like, 
she would ask me, what do you use? What toothbrush do you have? And I would tell her and she would, she would say, I, I still can't afford that 100 or $200 toothbrush. And it was the same conversation with the reps that would come in. They'd say, but look at this chart of how much production you could create for your practice at the end of a year. And so I, I am a health promoter and I'm a coach and I'm a cheerleader for patients and sales is part of that and helping people understand the value of something. But it made me feel icky. So the thing that really attracted me to Burst is that they said, okay, let's do this differently. Let's use dental professionals to help develop these products and promote them because they've used them and they like them and they want their patients, friends, and family to have them. But let's make it more affordable. And so what a lot of practices are doing now is instead of charging extra for an, a high quality electric toothbrush, they know that it's a, a very low investment for the practice to gift them to patients that are saying yes to high value treatment, whether it's crown and bridge, implant, periodontal treatment, that makes the patient feel good because you're saying, okay, we've installed this crown today and we want you to take really great care of it. How about we give you a five-year warranty on this crown, but you need to come in twice a year for your cleanings and we want you to use this electric toothbrush. We're giving you this high quality electric toothbrush that you can then go home, register for a subscription on the brush heads and you get a lifetime warranty. So you're showing trust in a brand and a product, but also that patient is building trust with you because you're showing that you're not trying to just charge more money. You actually are showing the empathy and you want them to take great care of their, their teeth. So I, I think that's a great way to market within your practice so that patients will want to come back. They'll tell their friends and family. So just like we have this ambassador program because we get them involved in product development um, and marketing, your practice can get your patients involved with marketing and, and also your own product development in some ways. We could talk about that. Yeah, I have often thought that it just is a easy no-brainer. I mean, I've got some empathy for the dentist because it's just how it's been done is that maybe you have, uh, you know, one of those nice Sonicare type toothbrushes on the, the counter. And sometimes people are like, you know, ignoring them at this point. But if you've got something different and valuable that you believe in, and you just give it away, you're going to turn some heads and you're going to show them that you value them. Whereas, you know, uh, most docs, you'll get a little travel size, something or other that's like, wow. Yeah. Why are we giving out these manual toothbrushes when that's not what we use at home? <laughs> it, makes <no> sense. <laughs> it doesn't make sense. Um, and I love, the thing is like, I love all brands of electric toothbrushes. I really do. It's just, it was always my job to teach them how to use it. But I don't know anyone else that has a lifetime warranty on their brush. Correct right. me if I'm wrong. But that that so we're we're in the market of making people feel good as well. Yeah, yeah, and that you're you're standing behind what you've got, and that's the ethos of most docs, I think. But they're you know for whatever reason got it a little backwards. You know that we've got to make our margins on this little thing. But if you just package that into your care, it's it's a huge win because then you've got those three generations promoting you because look what this office did for me. And it's yeah. you know, and, I mean, on the dollar. Technically at the end of the day, 
you can still bill for products like this if you just build it into the budget for your office. But at a 20 or $30 price point for the practice, that's not much compared to all the case acceptance you're going to have from, from doing a little gifting here and there. Yeah, you, you have my endorsement to use that from your marketing budget or add that to your marketing budget because that and is, it is great. They don't see the price of it, then they're not going to pick things apart as well. Because I've known periodontal practices um, locally that say, you know, okay, here's your periodontal treatment. Um, here's the program. Here's the estimate. And they would actually line item the, the toothbrush bundle. And it would be, you know, in the $250 range. And people see that and it's, it, that doesn't feel good. Right. And it doesn't, it doesn't prove that they're going to use it either. They might actually be mad that they paid for it and it sits on the counter. What are some easy wins in social media that you think dental offices could do more of? Is there something that they can borrow from your strategy at first uh, to get more engagement with their audience? Yeah, for sure. So I think, um, you know, like TikTok is very fun, but it's, it's a younger demographic, generally speaking. So unless you have someone in the practice that that already enjoys TikTok, like make use of those people if they want to do some TikToks in your practice. But I don't think for most dental practices, that's a great use of time. But even on Facebook and Instagram, it, it sh attention spans are so short, right? So we need short form content, whether it's on YouTube, Instagram, or Facebook. And it's just a matter of getting people involved in the conversation. So, you know, 20, 30 second clips, just little behind the scenes, kind of real world insight as to what's going on in your practice, I think uh, has the biggest impact over time. Yeah. And one of the things I love about what you do at first is how you get in front of the camera. Um, and that's the biggest challenge that I've had is just encouraging dentists, don't be shy or be shy, but be shy on camera because every time you have your face or team member's face, I'm telling you, you get engagement on that and lots more than even, even a classy product photo. I'm sure you found that to be true or, or am I wrong? No, no, you hit, you hit the nail on the head there. Um, I read a book one time and it was called start ugly and it's essentially that like, you're never going to think that you're ready to have your face on. And, um, you know, there's a lot of tricks that you can use for creating content online. I use a teleprompter app almost every day, it just scrolls through your words so that you don't uh, have a squirrel moment and, and get, you know, long winded. My master made me this collar. He is a good and smart master and he made me this collar so that I may talk. Squirrel. It could be something in your Instagram stories. It's like literally a 15 second clip of you just answering a question and then someone else might have a comment and you just do a video reaction to that. So yeah, just, just get it. Just do it. Just I like, love that. I'm going to have to check out that start ugly um, book. I mean, I, that's something I kind of preach to my clients is the website's never done. And I think we tend to think of marketing as kind of a one time or periodic event. Um, and I love the idea of it being iterative where you're, you're, you've got that feedback loop and it's there all the time. And I think that's the big thrust of what you're saying, uh, Charlotte, is that, you know, by making that one patient happy, they're going to for sure have, you know, their family members come. And then, you know, it's a probably fractal at that point with the referrals that will happen when you properly make your patients feel valued. But in, even in social media, I love the idea of taking a, a piece of engagement and turning that into a post. That's something that I think not a lot of offices know to do. 
let your staff kind of run with it. Like give, give them the authority to have this as a project, unless you like being on camera because them, them popping in and kind of surprising you with questions that people have during the workday is that's interesting. And it's a benefit to me that uh, this non-scripted um, content that doesn't look overproduced is what people really appreciate right now, because I, I'm a self-trained video editor. I did not go to school for that. I sorry, you know, to anybody that does this professionally, but um, I, I learned through YouTube and Udemy courses on how to do this. So if I, as a dental hygienist, can learn how to run a YouTube channel and, and you know, become one of the marketing um, project managers at, a, at an oral care company, can like turn my turn myself into to that. You at the dental practice, you don't require any super special skill sets. Thank God that's on trend because, oh, my God. <laughs> we just want to see real life. That's it. What, yeah, yeah this is real life. Uh, <laughs> so, um, you know, feeling listened to and uh, not feeling nickeled and dimed, are there any other pieces that you feel like if dentists would just inject this into their marketing, patients would feel more valued, more heard, and be more likely to engage. Yeah, so I, I heard this not too long ago, and I, I can't tell you where, but um, bring patients into your practice every couple years to um, to give you their opinions. Just have like a tea and crumpets night, or uh, you know, host them to a, a small appetizer dinner at your office. Have them sit in your lobby and start asking them questions. See what they like about the decor. How do they feel when they come into the office? How do they feel when they they make a phone call. Are people answering their questions? If they do reach out on social media, take them into the back office. What are the sites, sounds, and things that they like? And what could you improve upon? And that's a, a very hard thing for practices to do because we tend to think, oh, this is our this is where we spend all of our time and we've invested a lot of um, emotions into making our practices look and feel the way they do. But you might be kind of off. And I know Burst uh, we really depend on our ambassador crew and on the general public to tell us what we're doing right and wrong. And sometimes it stings a little bit, but I think that's one thing that dental practices can do that, that's going to be really valuable in the long run as well. Just ask them what they think. Yeah, like a focus group of your own patients. I heard the recommendation once in a book called, um, it doesn't matter. Well, Mike Michalowicz is the author. Uh, he said, ask your clients what you're doing well and what they'll tell you back is what they value and so you know they might say you might expect them to say oh i love your technology or i love you know your your artistry and your uh um your the, the restorations but it's going to be probably something about how you always answer the phone or i'm always greeted with just you guys are so friendly and you know that's something that i think we, we, in the dental community, I think we envy marketing in other industries that's sexy and glitzy. And like, uh, I can't tell you how often dental offices ask, you know, like, I want it to look more like a plastic surgery website. Mm -hmm. But if they don't value the same things in, in plastic surgery as what your patients value in your office, then you're barking up the wrong tree. Why would you try to attract people that are in a separate sector than your best patients. And that I think that's who you would have in that focus group. Right, right. Yeah. I mean, I, you know, there some, are some exceptions if you've got a high-end uh, cosmetic practice and that's really who you're going after. Then you want to look like a spa 
and you know people that are that are looking for those type of services and uh, you, they're going to find you and it's going to be a good fit but i don't think most practices generally speaking um have the energy to uh, i know i didn't go to work and and put on my hair and makeup and and you know want to be in a spa type environment because we were just in the trenches kind of shuck and plack and <laughs> <laughs> and tartar and trying to fix teeth and and most of our patients were sweating and you know coming in last minute after trying to get out of work and beat the traffic and so that that was the type of practice that we have it was just a good you know down to earth family practice so i think you just it depends on there there are so many parts of your your dental practice that are going to be unique to you and the area that you live in and the clients that you're trying to attract but don't don't look like a spa if when patients get in there you're not acting like a spa yeah those disconnects are killer but i think listening to them is always a good idea you know mm -hmm. you've got that environment pulling them and letting them know we care about what you say because we want more patients just like you yeah. throw in some tea and crumpets i think they're going to be there <laughs> i don't know where the tea and crumpets came from i don't know either <laughs> i've ever had crumpets in my life <laughs> <laughs> um, well, Charlotte, are there any other nuggets of marketing wisdom that uh, we can? I think that's it. I, you know, in the dental industry, I think just generally we need to lighten up a little bit. <laughs> it's a very stressful environment to be in. People hate coming to see you and they're very verbal about that. Um, but you got to take some time to like it, whatever you need to do to, to relax and, and meditate or have some fun on social and, and have fun with your patients and just realize that like you're there to give them really good care. And if you do that for them, they're going to do that same thing for you. Yeah. I mean, in this day and age where the bots are getting center stage on organic search results. I think it's only going to become more and more important to do exactly what you're saying, to become a little bit of an engagement expert and, you know, learn to listen more than just trusting that you're automated, kind of sit back and, and just let the clicks happen. Marketing, that's all changing. So, hey, Charlotte, I meant to ask, who's the best fit for your ambassador program? Oh, so people that we want to join our burst cult would definitely have whoa. to be. <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa. We don't do cults here. No, I'm just kidding. It's a running I want to be in your cult. Who am I? <laughs> we, we honestly, we welcome any dental professional that uh, has a good attitude and wants to have some affordable products that work really well that your patients and, and friends and family would also enjoy. Um, if you want to find out anything more about that ambassador program, you can go to our website. It's firstoralcare.com backslash wholesale. We'll give you the best prices so that you can purchase products and have them in office and in inventory traditionally, or we can just give you a promo code and you can give that discount code to your patients, friends, and family. Yep. And we will have that link in the description here as well. Um, I, I mean, the products look great. I don't think that they, they're affordable for the office to, to become part of this program, but the patients are going to think they're getting a fantastic deal. Well, Charlotte, thanks again for joining us today on Marketing Cheerside. It's been great hearing from you. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. And thank you, the viewer, the listener, the doctor, the office manager, the consultants. Let's 
take these ideas that Charlotte shared with us and get them into action. Your first action item though is to hit that subscribe button and please engage with me. Comment with what do you think that we was the best takeaway or do you give away these toothbrushes and what's your experience been? I'd love to record a follow-up episode just like Charlotte said. We're going to do that now. It's going to be a thing. Thanks for watching Marketing Cherryside and I'll see you next time. I'm going to be like LeVar Burton on Reading Rainbow. I'll see you next time. I don't think LeVar looked like that. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs>